Are you feeling defeated from constantly trying to change your body? Do you wake up feeling tired and unmotivated? You know you need to take care of your wellness, but you just can't handle another perceived failure in this area. I can totally relate. That was me when I was trying to cut through the noise of diet culture, but just didn't know any other way to approach health and wellness. That's why I created In His Image Wellness Collective, a community of women dedicated to stewarding their wellness for the glory of God, showing up in life with more energy, more excitement for life, more boldness in their calling, more patience with themselves and others. I want to invite you to join our collective and really work on total person wellness, mind, body, spirit. Email me at CarlaArgesWellness at gmail.com to learn more about this amazing community of women pursuing whole wellness together. You don't have to do this alone. When you join, you'll get access to an incredible workout and nutrition platform, weekly meal plan inspiration, weekly devotionals, a weekly prayer meeting over Zoom, daily support and guidance, a private group for accountability, and so much more. Again, you can email me at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com for more information. I cannot wait to hear from you. Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, Affirming Truth fans. If you've noticed, this bonus episode is late. I normally have them up on Thursdays, but I gotta tell you, there's been some weirdness going on the last 12 weeks, which I've talked a little bit about on my Instagram stories, but I thought I would share with you guys what has been going up, going on in my mental health journey as of late. And joining me is, drumroll, introduce yourself. Formally? (laughs) Hi, I'm Terry. It's the husband, it's Terry, and I'm having him join this conversation to give the spouse's perspective on kind of what I've been walking through. My 411? 411? Yeah, your 411, how you see it. So as some of you may or may not know, and I, I don't know how many of you follow me on Instagram, which is on my personal account, which is where I share a lot about my mental health journey. But for as long as I can remember, and probably as long as you can remember, Tara, I would have depressive episodes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And even when I was properly or thought I was properly medicated for bipolar and BPD, the antipsychotic and the SSRI, I was still regularly having these depressions. Yep, I would agree. So far, so all true. 
And they were not far apart. It seemed to be this cycle of about every 10 to 12 days, I would be hit, overwhelmed with a depression that I would have to crawl my way out of. And Terry's all familiar with that, right? Yeah, it was difficult to watch. I mean, it was difficult that you had to pull yourself up and concentrate so much effort and mind time to do that um, while trying to deal with everything else that we deal with on a normal basis. But then to have the depressive episodes hit and then try to work your way out of it um, was hard, hard for you and hard to, 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 to journey alongside with you to do that. And I was doing all the things, folks. I was working out. I was leaning into my four pillars. I was spending daily time with Jesus. I was moving my body. I was getting nutrition. I was getting rest. Like I was leaning into my pillars. And yet I kept having these cycles, these waves of depression every 10 to 12 days for years. And finally, last year, I kind of said, I don't, I don't think this is the way it's supposed to be. Like, I know medication doesn't cure you. So even with medication, you're going to still have times of anxiety or times of depression or times of sadness. But I kind of got to the point where I felt like it's not supposed to be this way. Enough is enough, right? Enough is enough. It's not supposed to be this way. So I went back to the psychiatrist. And that happened in October. And we have been walking through... Some medication changes, some medication sensation, (laughs) not a sensation, but sensations. Yes. The side effects Mm -hmm. that had some challenging ones and um, just learning a little bit about what was working, what wasn't working. And so we went to the psychiatrist and the first thing she did was added a third medication to the roster. Mm hmm. And I started to take this third medication end of October, beginning of November. And on one hand, it has been amazing. It has been amazing that I haven't had a wave of depression like I was having. From that perspective, yeah, it's it's helped tremendously. Yeah, like I feel like I'm a new person. Like to go a whole month without thinking about suicide, to go a whole month without self-loathing, to go a whole month like just not wanting to exist, like to go through a whole month without feeling those things was something I'd never experienced before. I didn't know that I could go through a month without depression. I didn't know that that was in my future. So that was a very positive outcome of this medication. On the flip side, it has given me insomnia. It's such a shame that, you know, it corrects the one thing that it was designed to. And that's, we're thankful for that, that that worked. But that another side effect then manifests itself on top of that. So something that you weren't expecting to deal with, uh, but are dealing with. I was waking up at 2 a.m. in the morning and basically up. I would maybe fall back asleep around 6.30 in the morning, but then I had to be up to take my son to school and do the mom stuff and do the work stuff and the wife stuff. And it was killing me. I can understand why sleep deprivation is a form of torture. 
Yeah, I think and it's just a cumulative effect to that, that, you know, a day or two, you can potentially manage your way through, but repeated, consistent lack of sleep and fatigue and tired, just ultimately the cumulative effect of that is is devastating. It's hard to function yeah. normally with uh, that goes on for a long period of time. So we went back to the psychiatrist and she decided to give me a type of depression medicine that's not used for depression anymore. It's like a first generation depression medicine, but it's used to help people sleep. And so there is two things she wanted to do is to take me off my existing SSRI. So I wouldn't be on four medications and then put me on this medication to help me sleep. So we started the weaning off of the process of the SSRI. And I, I had some crazy side effects in the early days. I had like all of a sudden racing heart and couldn't catch my breath. Do you remember that church that one day? Yeah, it was very unusual. It's never happened to you before. At no, least that you communicated. My heart was pounding out of my chest. It was almost like what I've heard people describe as a panic attack, but like I've never had a panic attack. And psychologically, I didn't feel panic. It's just my body was having this crazy reaction. So we started to wean myself off of that and then introduced the sleep medication. And the sleep medication helped a bit. But what started happening after I started taking the sleep medication? Do you recall? Uh, I'm trying to remember now. No. Random violent vomiting. Oh. How do you you forget that? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Random violent vomiting after I take the medication and not tied to alcohol because I was vomiting without having a drink. Because I know sometimes medicines and, and having a glass of wine doesn't mix. Vomiting. I would take the pill and then within 30 minutes, I would be vomiting. Another side effect that you were not bargaining for or hoping to experience. No. So I, on my own, stopped taking that medication just to do a little experiment to see how much of it is impacting. But then being off that medication and being off the SSRI, I started to notice old parts of untreated Carla come up. Ladies and gentlemen, I had not cried really in 10 years. And after this SSRI was completely out of my body, I had like this day where I couldn't stop crying. Like everything was making me cry, like ugly cry, tears rolling down my face. Then we had another incident with you. You were on the the end of it where I had a rage attack. I haven't had a rage attack since I've been treated for my mental illness in, like, do you remember my rage attacks? This was, yeah, pre, pre kind of medication and pre Pre diagnosis. Yes. Do you remember my rage attacks? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are vicious and brutal. And I, I kind of have an out of body experience with these rage attacks, almost like a disassociative experience where I can see myself raging. I want to pull myself back in. I want to stop my mouth from opening up and spewing garbage, but then I, I can't. You're not able to. I'm yeah. not able to. It's like I'm yeah. watching myself, then get a hold of yourself, and I just can't get a hold of yourself myself. So we had that, and then we've had some impulsivity with my emotions. 
And so we went back to the psychiatrist. And as of uh, today, I'm being put back on that medication she took me off of and seeing if that will help. Slightly lower dose, like the half dosage. Um, half dosage to start, going yeah. back up to the full dosage yeah. to see if that will help balance my emotions again. But so it's been the last four months, up and down, up and down. And the last couple of weeks, especially with my emotions running all over the place, it's been hard to stay on top of things. Hence why this podcast <laughs> episode is late. In fact, I've recorded a podcast while my emotions are all, all over the place. That it's supposed to go out in two weeks. But I think I better have you listen to first. <laughs> because rather than being my normal encouraging self, I come in with some tough love. You came now, with the fire? I came in with the fire. And that's not to say that we can't. Like sometimes we need tough love. When I was battling with my mental health and I was making excuses why not to address it, I needed some tough love. Mm -hmm. Like I needed a kick in the pants to say, hey, you've got to take ownership over this. This is your responsibility. So I come in with a little bit of that fire in that episode. <laughs> and I'm wondering if you guys can handle it or not. Should I should I drop it or should I not drop it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't listened to it yet, so maybe I'll listen to it. But yes, it's it is a good it's good to have a balance, and you are very good at knowing the bridging the gap between encouragement and then the more direct nudge that yes, yeah. there's ownership. And so this is what I um, say to some of my clients in either my one-on-one -on -one clients or in his image wellness clients, like yes, there is a need to have abundance of grace for ourselves, just like God has an abundance of grace for us. However, we can use grace as an excuse. And it's important for us to be self-aware enough to say, hey, am I being gracious for the right reasons? Or am I leaning on quote unquote grace as an excuse? You know, <laughs> Paul says grace isn't meant to give us a, to be a license to sin. The same way grace is not meant to be a license to to not take ownership or responsibility over things mm -hmm. how that looks how our capacity is day to day may change what our best may look like day to day may change you know but the the underlying onus of responsibility is there yeah so you hear that squeakiness that's my son going to shovel our driveway <laughs> we got some snow and it's a snow day um, but I just wanted to share this with you because for a few reasons. One, I want you to know that, you know, mental health, mental illness is a journey. There are going to be times where you have to try medications and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes you have to go back to the, the psychiatrist and advocate for yourself sometimes. And I don't want you to be discouraged by that because that could be discouraging. For sure. I mean, but it's, it's good to set the expectations. It's, it's not a ladder, a straight line up or straight line down. It's more of a lattice where there may be, you may be going laterally and moving back and forth. But yeah, it's not always a pure straight line no. up and out. Like, unfortunately, there's no blood test that you can take to say, oh, here's where all your brain chemistry is off. Here's the exact thing that we need to, to give you, right? It's yeah. trial and error. So I share this with you. One, so you know that it's actually normal and not to be discouraged. 
but also to encourage you that if you are really struggling, medication is not a lack of faith. Like there are so many myths in the faith community about faith that, or about medication that, what are some of the ones that I've shared with you that I've heard that, oh, if I'm taking medication, I'm not leaving room for God to move? Yeah, um, that's a big one. Um, We've heard that one a couple of times, not just directly to me, but someone has said that to my husband about me. Which, you know, I guess it's better that they said it to him and not me because I'm very vocal about what I think about those opinions because they're not founded on truth. God does not need me to make room for his power to work. He is all powerful. Mm -hmm. In his sovereignty, he can choose to heal me or not heal me. In his sovereignty, he can choose to bring me a great medical team that supports me with medication and therapy. In his sovereignty, he has really opened my eyes to the four pillars of thriving, which is the methodology and the basis I bring my clients through and in his image wellness collective. Yep. And he is using my struggle to be a beacon of hope to others. Yes. It, it gives me the opportunity to come alongside. So his power is made perfect in my weakness. I am not less weak because I take medication. His power is still at work in me. No, absolutely. I mean, and that's, I think, similar to how Paul expressed it in the Bible, even though I think his was more that talked about the thorn in the flesh, which yeah. was maybe physical, but the same principle applies. It was not a lack of faith that prevented him from not being healed. Um, there's a greater purpose that God is using you for, and it's, it is to encourage others through their own journey um, in mental wellness and stewarding that wellness for his glory so um and i've had people ask me oh are you reading your bible enough are you praying are you actually believing for your healing because you know if you don't believe it's not going to work listen god can meet my mustard seed faith and heal me whenever okay don't heap burden on people to think that oh my faith is too weak. God's not healing me. That's you just, just don't want it enough? <laughs> yeah, you don't want it enough. You don't believe it enough. That is not true. That is not true. God is a father of good gifts. He gives us good gifts, irrespective of our level of belief. He didn't turn away his presence from Thomas, mm -hmm. who doubted. He invited Thomas to see his hands, to put his hand in his side, yeah. and stayed in communion with him, right? So I just want to give you a little life update, what I've been going through behind the scenes. I share all of this in my Instagram stories if you want to join me there. And I walk other women through the four pillars of thriving that sustain me. Jesus' time to renew my mind, movement, nutrition, and rest. Four pillars of thriving that we all need in our life. And we need to make daily rhythms about them. So if you do not have a daily rhythm about it, come on into In His Image Wellness Collective. I will coach you through it. You will be in a community of women that will walk you through it. And here's the great thing. When we engage in these pillars of thriving, not only do they support our mental health, not only do they support our spiritual health, but they have a ripple effect, a positive ripple effect in our relationships, mm -hmm. like I'm a better wife, I have more patience, I have more grace, 
when I'm thriving in my pillars. I'm a better mom. My, my physicality is better. Everything is better. Yeah, and it's and that the, and that's what you bring to his image wellness collective and the ladies that you work with. And it's and it's not just unique to ladies. You are your husbands. I like it's. This is applies to husbands too. I mean, I can say for me. When one of those is suffering, when the balance is off, whether that's rest, whether that's physical activity, I'm not operating at my peak. And so, yes, that has ripple effects to being a good husband or a good father or being a good friend. So um, the more that you can create that routine and that rhythm uh, daily will make a big difference in how you how you live your life. Speaking of living your life, how has it been living your life with me these last few months going through all these medication changes? Well, it's it's been interesting. Uh, I won't lie. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, to put this in perspective, this is hardest on you. You're the one experiencing this. You're the one going through that. And so um, it's hardest on you um, to to trial something and then experience a side effect that you weren't anticipating or that wasn't wasn't part of what you'd experienced before. So um, we're in this together. We family. Yeah, I love you. We family. Uh, and so it's a journey that we take on together. Yes, and I appreciate you. And, and one of the things too, I think that is important that when you are walking through your mental health, that you have open communication with your spouse. Like I was very open saying to Terry, something doesn't feel right. I think this might be a medication. I had to apologize for how I behaved and said, okay, maybe this means I need to go back on the medication. Like there are open lines of communication. Absolutely there were. Yeah. And and you've always been great about communicating um, in a appropriate way. Yeah. I'm feeling this and this isn't quite right. I feel off or something, something seems amiss. So um and then you can make a plan together as, yeah, what do we do for the next step? Do we monitor it for a little while longer? Do we go back and get kind of medical support? So, uh, yeah, open communication and dialogue is critical. Well, thank you for being with me the last few months of sleepless nights and violent I'm, vomiting. I'm not sure how you managed through all of this. It's been quite that you've had quite the uh, start to 2023 and late 2022, but it will get it will get better. All right. So guys, that's just a little update for for this week. Um, If you have any questions about how to thrive with mental illness, if you have any questions on In His Image Wellness Collective, you know, hit me up on Instagram or send me an email at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com. I love you guys. Thank you for giving me this space to be open and vulnerable and real and just share with you my life. See you guys later. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.